Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at hisportsfans.com. Aloha and welcome to another episode of the Rainbow Wrap-Up. It's been a while, but we're still here. And I'm here with my boys, starting, of course, Sean Iman. What's up, Sean? We're back. What's up, Wayne? What's up, Warrior Nation? It's your favorite. It's your favorite. It's the Twitter world's <laughs> favorite, Sean Iman. But also this guy, our very own Shane Agno. La La Head, what's up? What's going on on our head? What's up, boys? Good to be back. Um, getting ready for the season coming up. So kind of the dead, dead, uh, what do you call it? Dead, uh, dead period right now where there's nothing going on as far as uh, our uh, beloved UH sports. But um, yeah, let's talk about the world of UH. Oh, yes. Let's do that. So we're going to get into that on this show course big news hawaii athletics changing the very top the top man the head honcho um we're going to talk about that of course Craig angelos being named the new ad who uh i, I don't even I, I think i said his name right i, I hope I did. <laughs> um but we're also going to talk about just the future of uh obviously like shane said this is a dead period but what's is there's still got to be a buzz there's still got to be a heartbeat mm-hmm. so do we hear a heartbeat do we do we feel the buzz um about the oncoming season which is only weeks away really two you know less than two months away before the first football game so uh, we're going to talk about that and obviously if you're following Shane Hoy football net uh la la head you'll know exactly how many days are uh, <laughs> from his daily countdown so Make sure you check that out. Uh, but Sean, you've been traveling as well, huh? And talk about just your trips to the Northwest, what that's been like um, and what you were doing up there. Yeah, I spent a couple of weeks over the last month uh, up in Seattle. I went up uh, two weeks ago for the Seahawkers banquet. I got to talk to uh, former UH lineman, Wayne Hunter. He was very happy to see me. Uh, he was asking about uh, what was going on with our stadium. And he was asking me if it's really that terrible. What, what, what do you mean by that? He's like, what's going on with the stadium? Like, you know, that's when it was still up in the air. But what is that terrible? What, what, what do you mean by that? Like the the, the current stadium, the current stadium? T.C. Ching. Oh. T.C. Ching. So, so I, I told him, yeah, I'm like, that's not where it's at. So, yeah, he's like, it doesn't look good on TV. And I'm like, yeah, it's not the greatest. So, wow. Straight from yeah. the mouth of alum and NFL, former NFL. Wow. Pretty cool that he was he, there, though. He He's a fireman now. So, I mean, he lives up there in Seattle. Uh, he says he gets the same kind of buzz, the same adrenaline adrenaline rush coming out of the locker room as mm-hmm. when the, the alarm goes off. He's part of a team. So he says he loves it. That's cool. Very cool. Yeah. Cool that you got to be a part of that. And I know you went back and then again. I, I, and I went back again. <laughs> I took my dad up. He's from Seattle. I went to visit my sister. So 
did some sightseeing, got to see this uh, Lumen Field. I went to the headquarters, the VMAC, Virginia Mason Athletic Conference, uh, Complex. So lots of fun. Very cool. Very cool. Um, as you know, I just, I'm always on the road and getting off the road and getting back on the road and back yeah. on the road and back on the road. Um, but yeah, I mean, coming from Mexico, I went from Hawaii to Mexico back to Sheesh. LA. Um, but Mexico is amazing. Guanajuato City, I was following my team, LAFC, the championships of the CONCACAF Champions League. Um, and the winner of that goes to, that's the cool thing about soccer. Think about all the clubs there are in the whole world of soccer, right? All the clubs think, I mean, because a lot of people in America don't really watch soccer, right? And MLS is like not in the top. More are though. It's growing. More are, but yeah. you know, there are always a people, especially like Milan, right? There are a lot of soccer nerds in Milan, and they love like yeah. Premier League. So like they would be like, oh, Liverpool or you know whatever, Manchester City, Manchester United. I like Man U. Yeah. Yeah. So. But, you know, those people also have to get up at like four in the morning or something to watch a game. Basically. I've done that. Yep. <laughs> Three o'clock in the morning. I've done that. But think about that. Every club in the world is a part of FIFA, right? And FIFA is divided into all of the seven federations that include all the clubs within all the continents under each federation. So like under CONCACAF, which is what LAFC plays under, there is a con there is MLS... I mean, there's all these clubs, CONCACAF, but there's MLS, there's Liga MX, which is the major Mexican league. And those are the two major leagues, basically. And all the teams play in this tournament, the best of the of the of those of those federations or the best of each area. Um, so there's always teams from like Jamaica or something, Caribbean. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, they play in this tournament. But if you win this tournament, your club can play in the club world cup which means it's like every team that makes it there so like the winner of the premier league so um gets into this champions league as well so i mean it's cool because like you never see that in any other sport right where like some random basketball team in the philippines is like if you work hard enough you can Play. play in the NBA. Yeah, you can. <laughs> you, can <laughs> you can play the Lakers, and they're like, "What?" They're just gonna be trying to get autographs the whole game. But I mean, I, it's not that bad. But it's almost on that level where, like, soccer in the in the pros, it's so, you know, talent wise, and this is great for the game. But pro athletes are very stratified in terms of like in skill abilities from basically fanboys of one team could be fanboying of another club and because just how different the talent is but i was looking forward to possibility lafc winning and going on to play in saudi arabia which should be the next step had we won this round um and it didn't happen it was fine but i got to go lay on the mexico again that's the second time i've been there and also in leon there's guanajuato city which is a very old city it's a unesco heritage site and uh, it's just a really amazing place and uh, i still am thinking about it. i'm still in the afterglow from it and traveling also you know here at hawaii sports fans we've been traveling a lot you know men's volleyball season it ended not the way that a lot of us wanted it to, obviously. We wanted a three-beat. It didn't happen, but yeah. it's still amazing for our boys to make it to the national championship game again. Um, but we had a great tour. 
And, um, you know, I'm, I'm still recovering from that one, but lots of traveling, lots of traveling and looking forward to football season. We have Nashville, Tennessee, and, um, we're going to go see the UH play Vanderbilt. We're going to see, we're going to go to Oregon. We're going to be in Portland, um, based there. Sean will be there on that trip. You can come along and see us on that trip. Mm-hmm. Um, meet Sean. You can also uh, come to Vegas. We're going to be in Vegas later that month as well. So a lot of games coming up, but we really don't know what our team looks like. I mean, we might as well talk about that right now. I mean, when we talk about UH football right now, present day, like what 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 even comes to mind when you think about the football program in general, Shane? What comes to mind present day? Yeah. Rebuild. That's all that comes to mind. And then, well, we just got the uh, notice that season ticket renewals. And on the top of the page, there's a picture of Timmy Chang, and it says, bringing back the run and shoot. And there's a quote saying that he wants to confirm. Well, let me read it to you. It says, and I quote, uh, the run and shoot is official. The run and shoot is officially back. The brotherhood is dedicated to a brand of football we all know and appreciate. And I want to be the first to confirm everyone's hopes. Head football coach, Timmy Chang. So that's what we got to do, man. Run and shoot this sucker. So is Shoemaker filling out job applications <laughs> somewhere yeah, else? Well, yeah, so, so Shoemaker and Sapolu and Timmy are all running the offense, basically. That's a lot of cooks in one kitchen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder who's calling the plays. Yeah. Well, isn't yeah. Timmy calling the plays from the, the sideline this, this year? Isn't that it's what he said? To be, right? Yeah. So do you think, why well, do you think that they're making it a big deal that the run and shoot come back? Why do you I think, think they made them? I guess the fact that that's what the fans want, right? And we did yeah. it. After I mean, the, it's disappointing the way the offense was moving the ball last season. <laughs> so, I don't, we gotta, we don't, this, our success with this program is that the gimmick offenses, and we don't have the big, you know, the big guys to do this pro style. We need to, Figure out a way to go back Game. to our what yeah, what worked for us best. And the run and shoot obviously was the most successful our program. So just let's just go back at it. Sean, what are you saying? Yeah, well that's my biggest takeaway is the, the return of the run and shoot on a on a full time basis, not this stupid mm-hmm. concepts concepts, you know thing so i'm i'm hoping i i want to see shager throwing to the wide receivers at a park somewhere that's what i want so i I, i'm excited about the the return of the run and shoot every time this program goes to it we have success every time we go away from it we fall on our face so Mm -hmm. that's a lesson to be learned for our new ad if you're taking notes just saying I mean, what, when I think about the new or present day 
UH football program. I think I'm more on just an existential level. Like, is this team going to exist, you know, in the near future? And that's such a doomsday level, but it, it's talked about in the papers. It's uh, people in the newspaper, you know, even Steven size. Yeah. They to float it. it. They float that. Idea. Oh, it's been floating. It's yeah. been getting floated. And when you start floating things enough, it'll, it'll latch on. And the thing is, um, you know, people should be happy that the legislature is kind of in cahoots with football. And people think that the legislature is actually anti-UH. Like, in my opinion, they aren't. I mean, if people are looking at the product, given the fact that, you know, we're going to talk about this AD job, but it's one of the biggest jobs, most high-profile jobs in the state. We keep talking about it. Pays mm-hmm. over $300,000, over $340,000 job a year while the program is shrinking. Wow. Yes. Yes. Season ticket holders are going down. So we're, re- we're renewing tickets. How many, what percentage, Shane, I'm just going to ask you, are going to renew, do you think, from last year? Oh, geez, I don't even know how much. I can't even off the top of my head, don't even know how many season ticket holders we had. No, no, I mean, season. I'm just saying percentage wise, just percentage. Mm, well, I know not going to be 100%. <laughs> I agree. Uh, the, out of the current, the current season ticket holders, uh, will be lucky to just get fifty percent of them too. Wow! Renewed. Oh, jeez. <laughs> about Tuesday? It's no, no, no. If it's if it's okay, if it's fifty, okay. Shane, what do you say, Sean? What do you say, Sean? I I'm thinking more upwards of eighty, eighty percent. So, okay, I, I just honestly, feel like it has been I, it has been chopped so much. There, this yeah. the ones that are left are the are the very stubborn. Absolutely, ones. absolutely. It's it's us. And no, it is, it is, it is. But okay, I mean, okay, Shane, fifty percent. If if only fifty, and to 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 be honest, you it might be fifty, but that would be the death of the program, right? Right? Even yeah, quicker. I know. But I'm not saying you're far off. To me, I was thinking maybe like 90 at the most. So maybe more like what Sean is saying, 80. But even though that attrition rate, it's just going to be, it's not good for the program. You know, I know but people the, who aren't renewing. Yeah. So. so once we look at renewing, the people that are renewing, how many people are going to be there to fill in? And yeah, yeah, I, There's not a lot of people I feel like that are lining up saying, I'm, I'm getting in there. And they're expanding the stadium. Exactly. So, you would think if people were, then people would be like, oh my gosh, I can't wait. It'll be on the news. Like when they when they start selling tickets, I want to be first in line to buy in these new seats. Like there's none of that murmur. There's no on. buzz. None. There's no buzz. So with that being said, this is a tall order for the new AD, obviously. Um, and you bring in a guy, Craig Angelos. Uh, when you heard that, Sean, what's the first thing you thought of when you heard that he was named AD? Not, not very happy at all. I was like, who? <laughs> and it's, I just, you know, it's so typical UH. Like they didn't even release the names of the finalists it was just mm-hmm. his name was turned over to the board of regents and they were told to discuss only him and either give a yes or no 
and what was it, like eight to eight yes two no and one abstain so it just it just seems so rigged and i just feel like for a publicly run institution that uses tax dollars to pay for these positions we deserve more transparency yeah no i agree um, i mean that's something that is obvious as well that we lack transparency a lot of things i mean why. Were local people even considered for this? You know, we've yeah. heard about Jaron Akana or, yeah. you know, like how far, how far did they go in the process? We don't even know who the finalists were. And, you know, UH doing this, like pushing their guy through in the middle of the night with the lights out. It's just so shady and so typical. Yeah. Like they're just trying to avoid any uh, criticism or uh, second guessing. And it's, it's just, it's really frustrating as a supporter of this program. And if you look at the, the history of this position, like people in this position do not go on to bigger and better jobs. This is kind of the mountaintop for them and they're just done. Yeah. So, so this yeah. position leaves a lot to be desired in how it's handled and what UH is doing with it. Just my opinion. Shane, what, you, what about you? No, I'm on the same pretty much wave as uh, Sean. Just I've I've talked about the my complaints about UH and its transparency to us fans. Like so many times, we have no clue like what's happening behind the scenes until they just you know throw this information out at us. Like so, I wasn't expecting much from this new AD hire. So when they brought up Craig Angelos. I don't Ooh. know who he is. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. I don't Ooh. really know who he is. I don't know his history. I just had to read, you know, the articles. But just the fact that, like you said, the football season is right around the corner. Nobody knows who this guy is. He's been, what, it's been a week and a half or two weeks now he's on the job? Make a special on-the-road radio show at Growler featuring Craig Angelos. Talk on the radio. Introduce yourself to the fans. Pump us up. Get us ready for the football season. But there's nothing. I mean, I don't understand. I just don't don't understand what UH is thinking or their methods. They don't care what we think. It's obvious. They do not care. Wayne, what did you think of it? What did you think of this? Well, fire? first of all, I didn't know who he was. Um yeah. I heard but Ben he Jam. played here in college for BYU against us one time. Okay. <laughs> How can you not know him? You know, exactly. And exactly. he spent his entire he's, career. He's basically West... Kamaina. He played that yeah. one game. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's the thing. Like, okay, that aside, if you don't know who the person is, Ben Jay, who was on the news, a former UHAD, who knows There was a lot more of buzz people. for Ben Jay. Yeah, and Ben Jay didn't know who this guy was, Craig Angelos. I mean, not only is he a vanilla hire, he's somebody that a lot of people don't know, which is, it's crazy because these there's so few jobs. We Like I said earlier, this is one of the most high-profile jobs. We said that over and over again. And it went to somebody that just said that he was looking for another job. He was looking for the next way to get in as AD. This guy just wants to be AD, and that's what it comes across as. And um, I don't think he's he can deny that because we're saying just things that he said himself. He was looking for a job. Um, and he wanted to be AD again. 
but this job requires a lot. Um, speaking of local hires, yes, Jerry Nakano would have been great. We talked about him before. Sam Moku, who I heard yes. um, was also, um, I know that he applied and he was a former Hawaii Pacific AD. Not only was he that, he was, his job um, was elevated uh, at HPU to where he was executive director of athletics and like community relations too, where he had to like, do the government and outreach and community relations. So that's like an executive position. And that's why now he's the chief of staff for Rick Langiardi. Okay. And just with that, Rick Langiardi who played football at UH, nice. who's a mayor of Honolulu. Yes. Also, Sam Oku played football at UH and was a defensive back under Dick Tomey. And he was warrior of the year in 1986. So this is a guy that, as a UH guy. green. And he's native yes. Hawaiian. And he's native Hawaiian. Well, then he's out. I, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this is such a critical hire. It, it's such a dire time in our this university's existence. Like this is it's like fourth and 26. And and you want to call like a draw? Like this hire does nothing to to energize this fan base. This hire does nothing to, you know, get interest, spark interest. It just, it's a single. It's not a home run. And I think I'm being generous by saying it's a single. <laughs> I just think when you look at a guy like Sam Oku, and some people would be like, oh, why? Because he was a, like, I think looking at his credentials, he's more than, he's the right guy for the job. But even if, like, people from a purely athletics perspective, because Craig Angelo's, Right. It's like once you're in that club of being able to say, I I I was here and then I went to this school and I went to this school. Even though Craig Angels got fired from his last place, we as we forget. Yeah. You know, the fact is Sam Moku doesn't have that checkered pass either. So it's like I think it balances out. Plus it's a local guy. In Hawaii, this is a high paying job of taxpayer money. Why why shouldn't it go to a native Hawaiian person who's staying in Hawaii to make it a better place? So I I think that UH really dropped. Who the ball isn't going to run away at the first job opportunity yes. that's on the mainland? Like, come on. Also, I think the way that it was picked, like you said, last night, really, they kept everybody. They didn't. There's no transparency. They didn't announce three finalists. Nine. Or anything. And they Nine. they know they didn't do that because nobody would have wanted Craig Angelos. I mean, that's sorry about yep. it. I have to say it. People, if if you would have put them up just with those three people we mentioned. You know, he would have been third. He would have been third. And that's the a thing. Distant it's like, third. I think that it's unfair. The process was unfair to us. But also, like we said, for a critical juncture in, in UH's existence. Athletics, athletics We're existence. fighting for our existence. I, that's why I don't think, even if the stadium, the stadium situation to me becomes less and less relevant because UH football is going to be less and less relevant. And definitely by 2028. And... Even now, as they're building new states, if we're lucky, if they're building new seats, and what we're not seeing an uproar of people saying they're gonna now buy tickets all of a sudden. Wait, because- Wayne, if we if we have twenty five thousand season ticket holders, we wouldn't be having this conversation. We no. would have a bigger. No, state. no, no. We'd if we, if we had, if we only had twenty less than that, if we had, to, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like the fact that we can barely scrape 
with whatever seven thousand season yeah, titles we're looking probably at, at seven to ten thousand. Next year, titles. according to yeah. Shane, we're only gonna have thirty five hundred. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I totally agree. But I was like, dang. I mean, I, but at the same time, there's no buzz and like people. It's there's no up uh, like the newness of Timmy Chang that wore off a long time ago. The mm-hmm. fact that, like, that's what I'm saying. Even if we are 13 and 0 this year, and won the Mountain West, I just don't see an uproar of people just because of the direction that the brand is going and and culture. And it's not only all UH's fault. It's just mid-major football is diverting away from the the power football, which is paying their student athletes now more and mm-hmm. getting them NLI deals. So. UH is going to be like just its little provincial thing, then we don't need football. You know, they're going to say, well, men's volleyball is and men's basketball, we're just going to have to, we can just focus resources there. You know, that's what people are going to say and just say, we don't need football. We can just, I mean, even after we finish the stadium, they can leave it. It's not like it's going to be a major, you know, selling point undertaking. Yeah. yeah it's just going yeah. to be like a stadium. Like they, and I don't know. Are they, I hope they, are they still even going to be able to have the track in there? Are they, they still have to move the track, right? Or the tracks. Yeah. They're, be... they're moving the track up to cook field. They're going to build the bleacher seats right over the track. No. The, so, so where the current track is at Ching. Yeah. It's going to get moved. Right. Yeah. The so, seats are so the seats are going to be closer to the field. I'm saying, like, yeah, that field, if they have to cancel football, I don't know. I, I just, I mean, that's the thing that's crazy. It's like the AD pay, that level of pay is just keeps going up and up and up, too. And that's you, that's taxpayer money. That's, and that's why we have legislatures that have legislators that have to vote against the uh, budget because. Education is once again taking a hit, but then when you look at the the base, like money is going to UH, but it's going to sports and not going to. That's why there's such an uproar with the academic community, and that's why Hawaii UH is lucky that they don't have more politicians in their favor and in the academics' favor at UH. They have people that are like sports and like football, which is good for UH because they can. I, I was looking at a. Um, graphic about teams that are supported by their their governments or their and that's their biggest contributor. UH is on there. A lot of schools are on there that are mid majors in particular, and that's what I'm saying. Once once the once the games get more irrelevant, because a lot of the bigger teams aren't going to want to play at Ching Field. Absolutely. So I mean, our teams. Just not going to be like, we'll play them. Maybe we'll still play the big teams, but we're just going to be even more body bags for, you know, I mean, I'm sure even if we were down to FCS that UCLA would still schedule us probably that, you know, maybe for a home game. I don't think they would do a home and home, but we could probably still play in the Rose Bowl. I'm saying mm-hmm. like road, road kill. Yeah. We can <laughs> still be road kill, but I doubt we'll ever bring in people and no one's going to want to just keep coming in to see you know, the same teams. Well, that's the way I see it is I, I see we're sh- struggling right now to like even hold on to our spot in the mountain West. We're, we're like at the bottom of division one yeah. with our stadium situation. So it's like, we're not even talking about being a top 25 ranked team. We're not talking about 
possibly moving up into the Pac-12. I mean, those are all like just pipe dreams right now. We're we're struggling. We're holding on with our fingernails to to where we're at. We're we're treading water. We're trying not to drown. And if if you don't see that, like I I don't know what to tell you. Or if if you think we're a leading candidate to go into the Pac-12, you're freaking crazy. <laughs> like just stop it. Well, in terms of like the brand too, you know, and Shane, you know, this is something that UH in your, I mean, when you, when you think about the brand where it is right now, and and that is means everything from the way that the apparel that is sold or the lack thereof, but also like, you know, whether people are identifying with it in Hawaii anymore, do you see that generational shift? Like you're, 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 you know, your friends, you're at that age where you have, your friends have kids that are, you know, already young adults and they're going to start bringing families. Do you even see that, do you see that generational shift? Is that even UH football on their mind as much anymore? Mm, not even close. The, yeah, I know we, it's like beating a dead horse, but about how bringing up tailgating, because that's what, mm makes things fun and like even like my friend's daughter like she likes to go to the games to see us her dad and his friends have fun yeah but a lot of the fun is the pre-game celebration too yeah yeah and and so like like last season when the game starts at 605 and you pull into the parking structure at 545 and it's completely dead. I mean, yeah, there's tumbleweeds yeah, blowing yeah, through. through yeah. The, yeah. I mean, kids would rather just there's, go do something else now because yeah. that's not a football, college football atmosphere. It's not like now 2007, a lost stadium. Everyone, everybody wanted to be there. Everybody. But jeez, yeah. you can barely find. You cannot even give your tickets away nowadays. Yeah, yeah I get yeah. two tickets. Anybody like go? Oh, they're like, nah. It's like, jeez. <laughs> like, oh. The thing is, like, we feel. I mean, it's not even a feeling. It's the truth. In Hawaii, you're basically persecuted for saying things like this. Like, I can barely give people like for slound, and that's the problem that. Like we said that Sean is saying, like, you can't see this well, but people can see it. They just don't want to acknowledge it. And that's the problem in Hawaii is like when we can't acknowledge things, then we're not able to improve them. And and I, I don't see people filling those seats at UH. I, I'm I'm sad because like it's just gonna show more empty seats. It's all these new seats being put in is gonna show. And it's just grasping at an attempt to stave division one a FBS status, which requires 15,000 attendance, but UH is not going to get 15,000 attendance. I, I mean, I don't think ever. I mean, unless they play big time opponents only because I just don't see the students at UH, that's really the saving grace and they're not there. And that's why people are saying, well, if it was on campus, it was on campus. Well, it's been on campus now for two years, <laughs> over two years. So... They were like hasn't that, caught on yet. that section was good for two games in the first year, and then two games is being generous. Definitely the first game. <laughs> yeah, like, like, the like last year, the yeah. hype, 
last year everybody blew their load on that first game like everything like was out like the green everything it was like we yeah. and then like it was just and then especially getting blown out that didn't help you know but at the same time like you can't help the blow getting blown out that's just what it is but we weren't able to sustain because you got to keep your brand alive in other ways that aren't associated with just winning like that's what i'm saying Going back to the very first thing Shane talked about, the quote from Timmy Chang about the run and shoot, like that is the tagline, right? The tagline is the run and shoot. Why? Because that's their goal is to say, people, I know you've been waiting for the run and shoot. It's not tailgating. If, if tailgating was the line, people would be happy. People would be talking. Let's be honest. Let's be quite yeah. honest. More people would react to the line that's saying, Guys, renew your season and guess Tailgating what? Tailgating is, is back. People would be yes. talking. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't they be talking? People are like, what? Oh my gosh, you are just finally doing it. Run and shoot is back. No, we, I don't, I'm not even convinced that the run and shoot is back, even with him saying that. I can't even be convinced because the same guy that was running the offense last year is still here. So, and that wasn't that run and shoot. I don't know what that was. Sometimes it's, it was run and shooty at times, like that run and shoot concept. The San Diego State game when we, I mean, we got, yeah, I mean, I, there are games I can remember us where I'm like, okay, this is almost like a run and shoot game, but like not very consistent. So that's why I feel like we are in that place right now as a program where we needed to make bigger decisions like we need to make decisions that are home run balls just like great you know illustration um <clears throat> that sean made about baseball references are are accurate is that uh really it's like deep in the ninth inning and i think that's the thing is that it's sad because people won't acknowledge it or they'll call you negative or or whatever when you're just saying like Oh, less people are coming to the game. That's a fact. Like that's not something I'm making up. And like, oh, the pandemic or this all or that. The, like, all that. these things matter. <laughs> like who you hire as an AD matters because that's yeah the person that the UH product has been mismanaged for decades. Yeah, and this is how we got here is because it's been mismanaged and you pick the wrong people. And and if you don't understand that, and they keep doing the same damn thing, so. So what, what's, what, where's the breaking point? What, when do you change what you're doing? Cause they just seem to be doing the same damn thing. And it's frustrating because yeah. we don't have a choice. We, this is all we got here. Yeah. It's not like we can go run to another team. So, and that's, and that's what's frustrating for you and for me and for everybody or people just have just walked away. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have just walked away. And the season ticket sales reflect that. And that's yep. a fact. What do you think will bring people back? Yeah, Shane. That's why I trip out. I trip out how people here have more passion for their NFL team than they do Hawaii. And it's like, bro, how can you? It's like, I love Seattle Seahawks. But if I was to choose uh, going to a Seahawks, well, Going to a Seahawks game. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Just kidding. Hawaii football will always be my true love. I'm not gonna. I, I, I'm way more excited to watch Hawaii play than when I watch Seattle play. Um, but uh, 
I just don't even compare those brands. Like you, oh my god! Me, as a fan, and then I, I look at all my other friends. They would rather watch. They could yeah. give two shakes about Hawaii football, there, but <laughs> when you say, "Oh, they're like oh Steelers or oh Packers," they just like so into it, and it's like, oh, Seattle is a so, well-run organization. They know what they're doing. Oh yeah, UH sure. does not, and they have proven that over yeah. and over and over again through the years. So, well, yeah, I've asked myself just, that as well, like Shane. And th- to be honest, I think even more so now, I see why people support their football team more because a, it's easier to watch their games. It's easier to watch yeah. NFL games than it is to watch. You don't have to pay games. seventy bucks. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And B. You can get apparel easily now with the internet too, or they're selling at the store. I mean, it's easier to be a fan from afar. There's nothing like traveling with the team or being in the team. So I'm saying there's nothing like. Or they feel recognized because of social causes. Yeah. They know that the Seahawks embrace uh, LGBTQ. Yeah. They know that black lives matter Mm -hmm. and they say that. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Not like six months after, after other people have said it. So, yeah, and I don't. And, see... and that's something that UH needs to work on, for real. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's the brand. It's it's UH needing to work on its brand, and I think it's dying because it's not able to attract new fans, and they're losing people from before because people are just giving up, and you know, and something like tailgating that's not even tried to be reconciled it's not even something that the school has even made any grounds with it's like no mm-hmm. uh, which is insane i mean really it really is insane not to have that the, but the even situation with- is critical for uh because if you look around tc ching the population is super it's an old crowd and they're not going to be there for that much longer i mean shane is right i mean it could be 50 percent. just the way that people are are passing away as well I mean, they're not gonna. Their their kids are not gonna keep up with their tickets. They're gonna. What is UH's plan to re- replace the the Simon Sippers? I would I have rather have them just create luxury areas or nice areas or mm-hmm. beer gardens. They could have yep. just made stuff that people would have been a fun area, like with TV monitors, and be like, "Hey, if you pay, whatever, two hundred dollars, something, you mm-hmm. could charge a lot," and be like. You can watch the game from here and you can drink and maybe it's standing room only like, like those kind of things would be like, Oh wow. People would come to the park, be like, this is all you can eat hot dogs or something like, mm-hmm. I mean, like that's not hard to, that's not super hard to do, especially, mm-hmm. excuse me, at the right price it, price point. Yeah, it's not, it's not. And, and it's only football that's struggling because it's the game they experience. The yeah. less more commie, they're getting their breaking attendance records. Obviously, Stan Sheriff with the volleyball team, the basketball team, there's good attendance. But it's but it's because of the game they experience, the comfort of the seats. And the baseball stadium has that Heineken dugout where you can go and then all you can eat, all you can eat, all you can drink. So if you can have that kind of venue in the less murakami i'm pretty sure you could build one at tct yeah. uh, well, especially if you have money why... for renovation if you have money for renovations 
And the goal is to just add quantity without upping quality. I think that, in my opinion, that's the wrong. We needed a paradigm shift to say, like, how do we increase the fanciness? How do we increase the comfort, like you said? Tier, I mean, tier, obviously, level of, of... Yeah, maybe yeah. just starting with the sidelines and just putting in or, like, making a, and making a club experience, like closing the doors don't let anybody into the athletic side where those offices are and make that a club area where it's like air conditioning in there where there's monitors so people sitting in that side and make everybody there maybe has a back a backing on their chair they can just install a backing you know one that comes up like they did at mm -hmm. um well like at dodger stadium where we'll be sitting for our Otani tour, which I didn't even get to plug our <laughs> Otani tour. I'm so excited for that. But in the, um, yeah, I mean, in, in the. Yeah, Dodger Stadium is old. In the pavilions, old. though, there's a backing. Like, yeah, it's not just, you're not sitting just on bleachers. There's a backing. So you could, you could like, it, you could attach a backing for the. But I'm saying like, you could give them a better premium day experience by saying like, hey, you have access to this club where not everybody can use the bathroom in here. Um, mm. You know, it's carpeted maybe even. Like, you could really make it an experience and just say, like, you know, or everybody, every time you, you go, you get a new stamp or a button or something that, like, says that you were there. Yeah, anything have, a that, have a UH legend walk around in there. Yeah, exactly. You could even do that. Exactly. That's what they had at the Lions game. That We, we had club access. They had a Lions player signing and when we were in Detroit after the Michigan game. And that's what I'm saying. That's easy stuff that you can, yeah, you can say the, <clears throat> the 92 team is here guys from that team or guys from a team from the past. Like exactly. Like you could really embrace the nostalgia that way by getting these legends and making that more of an experience. That's what I'm saying. You just have to make the experience. I don't like the excuse of saying, the facilities because to me if we had more money yeah i would have just improved the what we had i would have just made you know or even if we added seats maybe no more than twelve thousand. like be realistic number that we can maybe hit on a good day grow the fan base and when there's support, yeah, grow it and then like the go up if we need yes. to then expand yes. but because yeah you're going to expand the stadium we need to create some seven, kind of demand i mean there's not going to be any shortage let's be honest no. last year for the first game of the season right everybody was like oh you get tickets oh you get like yeah. everybody yeah. was like hype that was probably that was the worst thing that they could do bring everybody in and then get their base kicked in but at the same time like that's what i'm saying like it's not like it's the fact that the worst thing that they did was just bring everybody in and then just throw everybody out once they brought them in it's like they didn't try and find ways to keep them. Like yeah. from the beginning, they should have been selling season tickets. Like, oh, if you want to go to the Vanderbilt game, you can only buy season tickets or mini packs. Like the way Oregon is doing it, for instance. Yeah. Like you have to buy USC tickets, I believe, in order to, or to, in order to get the USC game, which is their most popular game, you have to buy um, season tickets, you know, or buy Smart. a mini pack. So they, yeah, yeah, they want they want to get value from that buyer, like saying, hey, you're only going to come to USC game? No, come to other games too. So mm -hmm. for UH, what they should have did is try and find a way to sell more season tickets. Really we don't have a game like that, though. What 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 one game is going to yeah. get you to go to other games? There's 
There's yeah. no game. And that's the thing with this season is like there really aren't any games on the schedule that's Stanford, I mean, but that's Stanford. Like on a Friday I mean, night. Stanford it's on a Friday is night. Stanford on a Friday, yeah, which is going to be competing against high school football, even more yeah. so. And also the fact that Stanford is not going to travel. Yeah, they're just not going to travel that much. That's what I'm saying. Like that's, and that's the one game that we said may have a lot, a lot, quote unquote, of of visiting fans. Mm. Uh, you know, and the thing is, UH should always be a thing for other opposing fans to want to come to Hawaii or at least plan to. I thought Wyoming brought a lot of fans too last year. They had a, they had like quite a lot of fans. So hey, hey Shane, Stan- anything, Stanford, any, Stan- anything positive Stanford's for Shane? <laughs> Stanford's not even uh, projected to do very well next season either. I think their, their over-under win total is the same as ours, like three or two something. So... Yeah, so we might yeah, sneak, we moment, might sneak a win. Yeah, yeah. My moment of positivity this uh, episode is uh, I see them building the uh, the um, jumbotron holder, so they're finally going to transfer our scoreboard from the Aloha Stadium over to um, TC King. Uh, granted, cool. will be I'll be sitting underneath it. <laughs> So I'll still have to use my binoculars to see the small little TV screen scoreboard on the other end. But um, at least uh, we're making progress with that. Well, and in doing so, we forgot about Sean's report card too. So Sean, you know, go through your report card. Um, Okay, so I'm going to review the... The season starting with women's volleyball, they went 22 and 7, so I give them a B. Football, 3 and 10, D plus. Men's basketball, 22 and 11, C plus. Women's basketball, 18 and 15, B. Laura Beeman did an awesome job this past season, lots of injuries. Men's volleyball, 29 and 3, A minus. Baseball, 29 and 20, B minus. Um, Hawaii Player of the Year for all sports, uh, Jakob Bell, Belly. Uh, Coach of the Year, Charlie Wade, Belly. Charlie Wade, yeah. <laughs> uh, wow, and, a legend. I'm sorry. A UH sorry. legend, and you're mispronouncing his name. At least I didn't call him Jacob. <laughs> it seems like a proper time to make. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Charlie Wade, Beeman, I, I considered. Play of the year was McClanahan's buzzer beater that me and Wayne were at yes. at the Diamond Head Classic. That was that was incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, top newcomer Harrison Bodendorf. The Bodendorf. Pitcher. Yeah, freshman All-American. That's, he's, he's legit. Game of the year was the National Semis against Penn State, the five five game match thriller. Uh, I also give the UH athletic department a D. So. Oh, very nice that's, of you. That's my, that's my report card. And that's Sean's hey, report good job, card. Good job. We got to give uh, Fuchsia a shout out too, you know, because she needs her shout out. So always, always, always. But she's excited because we got our tour. So make sure to go to hisportsfriends.com. You can meet her. You can meet Sean. We're going to be um, doing some, you know, UH football, lots of travel this year. Uh, we also want to shout out Gaylord, 
who passed away as well. Yeah, UH football legend. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh. I mean, he really is a legend in UH football. Yeah. And, you know, he passed away for someone with his um, condition being born with. Um, he lived a long time. Yeah, he lived a long time. He passed away the same day that they closed Aloha Stadium, which was very fitting. Like crazy. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. 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 I mean, he is attached to the program in so many ways. I mean, obviously from the 90s and then when Rolo brought him back, I thought that was really cool. I wish, you know, he could have been around every year as, as a staple. Yeah. Um, but Rolo did a lot of cool things. Yeah, definitely. He Rolo, was a madman, yeah. but he had, there was a method to his madness. Absolutely. He did a lot of great things. Uh, he lost his uh, his lawsuit, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Shout out to Rolo. Even shout though he followed all of us. Shout out to Rolo. Yep. All <laughs> shout, out Rolo. To, uh, shout out to uh, Neil Everett, too. I heard he's oh, yeah. being he retired yeah. because of the downsizing. Yeah. 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 Just the fact that he never he never forgot about Hawaii. He would always, you know, say the house it or he'd always high, yeah, highlight UH, any kind of uh, UH big plays, he would highlight it in his sports cast. So, yeah, he'll be missed. He'll be, yeah, he'll be definitely missed. And we're lucky to have these Hawaii connections on the national scene, but now we're, mm-hmm. we're seeing more and more talent. But the, the problem is in Hawaii, you have to leave sometime to, to be able to make it. Even Neil Everett, I mean, it was hard for him to get a job yeah. here in Hawaii. And he was able to become an anchor at ESPN. So I think um, we just, that's something that's an issue sometimes in Hawaii. We, there's, mm-hmm just the way that it works and we we always say that oh it's just the way it is in Hawaii but and when we're getting to critical places like we are with the pro with the program and and everything it just gets harder to to breathe under all of this sometimes because people aren't paying attention so hopefully here at Rainbow Rapa we're doing our best to help people pay attention um but please come to the website hisportsfans.com leave your email and follow us on instagram at, at hi sports fans on youtube and facebook as well hawaii sports fans also on twitter at hi sports fans and um you can find sean on twitter as well and you can um, be one of his fans or quote unquote fans whichever one our only fans whatever one uh but for for our um, team here that I'm always looking forward to to being with. Thanks for joining us for another week. But for Sean and Shane, we'll see you folks next week. Aloha. Aloha. Go Bulls. Build that stadium. Go Bulls. Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at hisportsfans.com. Haven't you ever just wanted to experience SoFi Stadium, the building, the atmosphere, the electricity, but just didn't want to deal with the parking and all the planning that went along with it? Well, that's why Hawaii Sports Fans is here. We got the best tickets, the best seats for you, plus we got your transportation, we got your parking, we got all the little pimikia that you don't want to worry about. Let us deal with all that humbug, because that's the difference that Hawaii Sports Fans from any other company is that we're going to get you that fan experience that you really can't get anywhere else. It's going to be a private experience. It's going to be a lot of VIP amenities, of course, wherever we go, because you are the VIP when you come with Hawaii Sports Fans. Uh, but we just want you to make a memory and have fun, and that's the most important thing. You're going to put that money down. We want you to have fun and have something to look back on and reflect on for the rest of your life. So check us out, hisportsfans.com, hisportsfans.com.
HSportsFans.com or check us out on social media at HSportsFans on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Hawaii Sports Fans. Come find us, come connect with us, and come join us on the road because there's really, really nothing like it. We've been doing it for 10 years now and it just keeps getting better.